Hello, and welcome to Good Film Hunting, the podcast where two sisters living in different parts of the country talk about movies that they love from their childhood with their friends. So today we are joined by a very special old friend of ours, um, C. Joe, who I have known since high school, um, and Eleanor's probably known since high school too. So we're so excited to have him on the podcast today. Wait, sidebar, did C. Joe not go to Northridge for middle school? No, he did. But I'm so not Annie, sure. You just lied. Okay, so I, I probably met him in eighth grade, but let's be honest. The middle school kids at Northridge and the Willows don't have very much interaction. Well, no, we don't. I don't know. I feel like there was probably, like, what are they called? Candy grams. I feel like there was probably candy grams. Yeah, but I wasn't really well liked until, like, high school. I only knew C. Joe. Like, knew C. Joe, but. Okay. Right. I'm just trying to give you the benefit of the doubt. Oh, I appreciate it. I think, though, that we can say it was high school that we became, like, lifelong friends. Right, CJ? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so CJ, okay. do you want to... It probably was, like, my, my failed uh, candy ram. That's amazing. Yeah, it was a beautiful one. A good one. A beautiful yeah, no. candy gram. Did not teach me how to be suave, that's for sure. You know, it's okay. Uh, it's okay. This is a struggle Annie and I face. Willows didn't teach us how to do almost anything. What is it called? Anything. We became very independent. Yep. Um and right now we lead confused lives possibly because of it. Yeah. yeah. Is, that, is that is that Willows or is that more Robin though? I think that might be more Robin. Robin, I would lead with the independence. Willows might just be, like, life confusion. And just, like, the weirdness. Yeah, I would just say that it, like, led us to being weird. In a both good and bad ways. Agreed. Agreed. Okay, anyway, C. Joe, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Tell us a little about who you are, what you do, life. Yeah. Well, my name's C. Joe Valacheryl. As you mentioned, I've known Annie since, you know, high school and Eleanor. Oh, no. Wait. I can't hear you guys. Ah! Wait. Oh, wait. Okay, so I have to stop you for a second. On my yeah. end, I don't know what happened, but I completely missed all You've of that. You've not been recording. No, 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 no. Have you no. pulled a meme? No, no, no. I recorded it just like the last, I would say, twenty seconds. I couldn't hear anything. Okay. So are we restarting? Can you hear me now. I don't know. Should we restart? Maybe. No, I don't know. No, let's not. Restart. It was good. We're good. So I'll CJ, I'll restart my part. I'll restart my part. Yeah, restart your part. Okay. Well, as Annie said. My name is Cedro Valacheryl. Uh, I've known Annie since high school, as well as Eleanor. Uh, I work in finance, uh, financial planning in Chicago. Um, born and raised in Chicago. Um, big Chicago Cubs fan. Love Chicago, love to travel. And recently been on a huge Broadway musical um, kick. So, I'm excited. Been watching a lot of plays recently. So. Yeah, you have. I've been really impressed. 
Okay, so we start this podcast by talking about our favorite thing that we've seen, that we've read, that we've listened to in pop culture. So why don't we get that started? And see, Joe, I'm like, well, I'm going to assume I know what yours is, not like what we're talking about, but what you saw on Friday. So I can't wait for you to talk about it because I'm sure it was amazing. Yeah, it was. Do you want me to go? Please. Okay, pop culture-wise, I was in New York City this Friday, Ooh. and I watched uh, Anastasia <sighs> on Broadway. Oh my goodness, so jealous. Amazing. Like, amazing yeah, is an how good it was. Um, the girl who played Anastasia was phenomenal. The guy that played Dimitri was phenomenal. Um, it was a little different take on the movie, so there wasn't no Rasputin. Uh, Wait, there's the no Rasputin? No Rasputin. In the dark of the night, how does he find her? In the dark of the night, you see what I did there. Find her. You see what I did there. Ooh. Yes. Uh, they don't have that song. That's but sad. They have, they have some other songs. So instead of like Rasputin, it's a Soviet um, like lieutenant searching for her. Ooh, I mean that makes that more, would make much more. Yeah, it's more sense. realistic. It's definitely more historical sense, but the set was amazing. Um, it was literally just one set and two walls rotated. So it would just like rotate scenes. Uh, but then they would use a lot of LEDs or like visual effects. So I don't even know. It was like a projection screens all throughout. Um, I don't know. It was, it was just phenomenal. So different stages, different Anastasias from like when she was a little kid for a little bit and then when she was older and then officially, you know, becoming Anya per se. But, uh, a lot of the great, a lot of the same songs from uh, the movie. But does Perry uh, still hold the key to her heart? Yes, <laughs> that, that was a great scene. Perry um, holds the key yeah, to your heart. When it comes to Chicago, I definitely suggest people to go see it. Oh, I can't wait! Well, we're gonna go to New York in August and see it. Yes. Okay. Definitely, yes. definitely see it. Definitely tell me what you think thoughts on it, but. The whole crowd was wanting every moment of it. I loved every single moment. Yeah, the New York Times gave it, like, a stunning review in the sense that really all it takes is, like, the one song, Journey to the Past. Yeah. And there's such a fan base around that song that they use it as a base to make an incredible musical, which is hashtag the dream. What up? Okay, Eleanor, how about you? Always. So I've been working on getting into audiobooks recently, in part because I'm like, "Mm, there's certain types of books that I feel like have pertinent information, but that I don't enjoy reading. Right. And these, I would say, mostly are kind of along the lines of more business-oriented books about leadership skills or kind of like how-to guides-ish. So anyway, or kind of just more generic nonfiction that is so not not narrative at all. So I started listening to The Hitmakers, and it's about the science of popularity. I think it's called The Science of Popularity in a world in which uh, there is no... There's like total chaos and there's total market flooding with the number of songs. 
blah, blah, blah. So it is really interesting, and it's got me thinking about how information in particular is dispersed, why I like the things I like, which primarily are like Call Me Maybe by Carly Rae Jepsen. I'm still going strong on my love for it five years on. It's so but, good. And it's interesting because that's a case study in this. And I'm like, yeah, I'm totally digging it because anytime I get to think about Call Me Maybe, I'll think about Call Me Maybe. Right. Good. Okay. Well, for me, there's been like so much. Like today, I got really into this song. But it's called Desperado by Rihanna, and it just like really kind of like pumped me through my day. And I was like, "Yeah, Rihanna, um, shall we listen to a couple bars?" No, we shouldn't. That will take too long. So, um, Rihanna today, but overwhelmingly yesterday, Eleanor was in Chicago. We um, are godmothers of little baby Kate, who's my favorite. Um, but there's a picture that, like, the official photographer from the church took of us on the stage, and Eleanor and I wore matching pink seersucker dresses, which was, like... I saw that. Yeah, it was really amazing. It was both ridiculous, and I kind of wanted to cry of shame and embarrassment, but also laugh out loud at how funny we were, but... Yeah, and we have to only wear matching dresses all the time. I agree. Apparently, that's, like, fan favorite on Facebook and Instagram. All you need is to match. Um... But what was so funny is Eleanor really drew the connection between what we looked like and what the crazy cousins in my best friend's wedding looked like. And now I'm just like, I'm obsessed with us being those two girls. <laughs> From the moment you wake up. up. Yeah, we could say Before I put on my yeah, exactly. makeup. Yeah. I say you guys dress up purple. as kids too? Yeah, obviously. Because my mom was always terrified that she would lose one of us. And yeah. her whole motivation behind dressing us was that, like, let's say Annie went wandering, that she could just, like, show someone, like, she looks like her. <laughs> and they are wearing the same things. <laughs> Do you not remember mom saying that? Yes. That was, like, the And motivation. here's the thing. I mean, I definitely was the wanderer of the group. So it was probably necessary. <laughs> I usually wandered off in search of ramen. That's, like, one of my most, like, clear childhood memories is getting lost in a huge food store because, yeah, yeah, they, like, left, I, like, was enthralled by this wall of ramen, and so I just stood in front of it staring, and my mom with Teddy and Eleanor kept moving, and then I got real lost. (laughs) Oh, no, I'm losing you. I lost you again. was missing until there was like an announcement over the loudspeakers of the store like with the mother of annie huntington please come to guest services it wasn't until that moment that robin even realized she was missing well at least she knew her name at least annie knew her name i did and i knew where i lived because i was very smart well, it was also that, like, again, the Robin with the parenting skills. We should just, like, make a Robin. Annie, for your fourth podcast, you can do, like, a Robin parenting hacks one. But, like, from a very early age, my mom had us, like, sing everything. So that, like, in case we got lost, we'd be. And to this day, like, I feel like the reason I know my home address 
is my name is Eleanor Huntington, and this is my address. <laughs> 17 Forest Avenue, River Forest, Illinois. Also, this is the second time we have given our parents' address on this podcast. I just want you to realize that. Not the first time, the second time. We are so good at keeping everyone's identities safe. Um, but okay, let's get talking yeah, about but- this movie. <laughs> Let's get talking about this movie. So um, last week, last Wednesday, Sejo and I had the awesome opportunity, thanks Siege, you're the best, to go see the Broadway version of Aladdin. And it was truly magical. Like, it was so good. And so we're going to talk about the Disney movie Aladdin today, um, but also be talking about the Disney production Aladdin, currently touring the country. So, Cjo. Okay. So, Cjo, beyond the fact that you have recently seen this musical, yeah. What about Aladdin spoke to you, speaks to you, reminds you, you of your youth? Reminds me of my youth. Uh, I, I loved the music. Um, I don't know if I loved the music as much as I did as a kid as I do as now as mm. an adult. Um, and I loved. Um, the magic carpet. I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. I think it was really cool being set in the Middle East. Or, yeah, what, Agrabah. <laughs> modern day Batman, I think. Um, but, I don't know. It was just one of those, like, it was different. It wasn't a Disney princess. Mm. Or around, surrounded around the Disney princess. Yes, there was Princess Jasmine, but it was different from Beauty and the Beast, Cinderella, the story was more about Aladdin and his growth and his obviously quest for love at a certain point, but more of a, a male-centered role than a female-centered role. Right. Which is fascinating because I think, like, I'm really glad that, that this movie did that for you, CJ. But if you look at, like, wider Hollywood, like, most of the movies produced, like, ever in history have been male centered. You know what I'm talking about? And yeah. and I mean I do I, I agree with you that I like I kind of appreciate this um this movie because it shows like a man pining after and pursuing a woman instead of the opposite, which is usually the narrative we get from Disney princesses. But yeah. um it's interesting that you say that because I I could I guess I could see it. Um but it's just it's funny. Uh-huh. Well, there's so many complicating factors that go into this movie. Okay, I would argue that, particularly when it came out in 92, there was a lot of academic scholarship about it coming out right after the first Gulf War and how it kind of, in a way, um, my brain is, like, so dead right now, I think because I'm so tired, but how it combined both elements of for, for lack of a better term, like Arabic, Middle Eastern, it, it like, in, what is the word I'm thinking? It expanded all of them to encompass right. all of them. Oh my goodness. Right, but because it's like, also slightly, really so, and this is what kind so, of. So, but it's also supposed to be, it also like included like Indian elements. Yes. Like it attempted to like have 
the Taj Mahal be reminiscent of the palace, which I think, like, for many American kids to this day is confusing. I would agree. Like, I think you could ask a lot of people, and they'd be like, where's the Taj Mahal? And they're like, oh, where Aladdin lives, which is (laughs) not the case. Also non-existent. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Being Indian, like, that kind of (laughs) hurts. Yeah. But, like, it's, but I would say, I would argue that it's true, like, as unfortunate as that is, but then also, like, you asked that I think that would be the case. Whereas, if nothing else, like, what you have with Mulan is that it very clearly situates, like, the Great Wall as being in China for a very particular reason to keep the, to keep the Huns out. Um, so I think that's something that we run into problems here. Another issue is the fact, originally, the lyrics partic- uh, to this song... Arabian Nights was like much more offensive and it wasn't until there was like outcry from the Muslim American community that they were forced to change it because originally it was like something like oh it's barbaric but hey it's home so it's like referring to the Middle East in the song as barbaric so interesting obviously that cry I was not aware of that yeah these are the things these are the things you learn when you take Disney film and culture with Professor Susan (laughs) Omer and that you hold on to apparently seven years after the fact um along with that one thing i do love about this movie is scott weiner uh who is the the actor behind steve hale dj tanner's boyfriend (laughs) in full house yeah it's real the connection's real i love it i love that connection i also love that it carried over into a special two-part episode of full house when the family went to disney world um, and that's just really important that. for me. Oh, see, Joe, it's a great you know, episode. The things that are most important to me in this movie, you apparently are unaware of, which is tragic, but this is why we podcast. Right. This is why. This right to here. Educate well, I, I, knew, I, knew I, I knew it was, uh, it was Steve, but I didn't know they made an episode about it specifically in Full House. Oh, yeah. Well, it's they go to Disney World and... Uh, DJ misses Steve a lot and so she ends up seeing him in all of these different places and she like keeps calling out to him and she's like I'm going crazy and then it was like really good cross promotion and reminded me a lot of the VIP episode of Blackish, which yes. is also like an ABC production in the sense where it is it's such great marketing that you combine everything and you promote the parks and back in the day it was like they were also promoting Aladdin because the whole episode in Full House is like Michelle steals Stephanie's rub of the magic lantern and then she begins to become princess for the day and it leads to like many family discussions on the importance of sharing and it's beautiful (laughs) (laughs) you can really tell it like affected Eleanor's childhood honestly Almost everything I know is from Robin's parenting hacks or Full House. Full House. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is the off topic. Before House, yes or no? Real quick. Yes. Yeah. Right? Eleanor? I I couldn't hear. Fuller House. House. Yes or no? Um, I would argue from a critical standpoint, nay. But do I watch every episode? Yay. <laughs> Um, okay, but wait, let's get back to Aladdin for a hot second. Can we, okay, and, okay, obviously, A Whole New World is a beautiful song, um, filled with emotion. I mean, it's 
lyrically beautiful. The music behind it is beautiful. But I do have to say that I was it, like the Broadway musical that CJ and I just saw brought that song to a whole nother level for me because there is a magic carpet that flies on stage and there are no strings. I'm not saying it's magic, but I don't know how it I flew. I was trying to figure out how that would happen. Yeah, I have no idea how it happened. It might be magic. It was insane. It was so cool. And it was just beautiful. The way that they used the lights, it was just, it was stunning. Ugh. So good. But that's a beautiful song. But okay, so Eleanor, I, I'm sure that you knew this from Professor Omar, but um, so before there was a boo... Before, like as they were kind of taking this movie into production and the story into production, they had Aladdin didn't have a boo like the sidekick. He had three friends um, instead who were kind of like his his like besties, and they all like hung together. It would be like Teddy, Trip, and Johnny, and Brennan too. So that like, is a analogy right i told them they had to see it because i'm like you guys are on stage like you are on stage because there's like the fat funny one no offense johnny we love you but like you know it was it's funny um so anyway they kicked out these three friends because at that point they in like disney movies there was just always a sidekick. So they wanted to put Abu as the sidekick instead of these three friends. Well, it's a, it was be, they would always do it for marketing purposes. I mean, you can sell a lot more stuff if you had, like, an adorable little sidekick. It's true, but you missed out on these, like, what I thought were two of the, like, most fun songs in the musical. So... Are you sure that those songs pre-existed yes. the animated film? Yes. If you look online, you can actually see them. You can find them deep in the recesses of YouTube. You can find they actually like started to animate the songs before they cut them and put a boo in. Okay. But, I mean, what's also fun then is we get a boo as an elephant, which is also great. You're right. Can so we what's your favorite part? movie yeah i loved um it's been a while since i watched it but the scene where unlike me when, like genie first appears oh yeah he kind of just explains our his rules um i thought that was pretty cool i thought it would be really cool to own a genie i always like i mean to this day i still was like man how awesome would it be to have a genie and but would you set the genie free I'd like to think. You know, so. I'll be honest. I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would. I might be a little selfish. I I, I want to say you know my mom raised me better to set the genie free, but I'm also I don't know. It's just I I wish I could say I, I would. It depends on the situation and where I'm at in life, but I feel like I'll take all advantage of the three. All right. But. Hopefully, don't, hopefully that doesn't ruin your opinion of me. But. <laughs> no. no, not at all. What? No, this is a real question. What would be your three wishes? And this is for both of you. Ooh. Oh, that put me in a tough spot. Yeah, me too. Um, or just give me one wish. 
I would wish to have endless funds for traveling. Mm, no, that would get exhausting. I would wish to have... Why did you just judge my wish? That is my wish. Yeah, her wish. <laughs> Annie, I'm like, I guess I made our goddaughter Kate's picture of I'm silently judging you onesie my backdrop on my phone. So now I think I'm just becoming much more open in my judgment. So maybe that's why. I think I would choose to have the ability to speak any language, like to communicate oh. easily. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. How about you, C. Joe? I would say fun to travel as well, but I don't want to steal that. That's okay. I think the ability to fly, like travel. I guess the same thing as traveling. Never mind. Let's change it a little bit. <laughs> um, I'm really glad that person's exhausted. I think, (laughs) like having a tree that grows money, like wishing for that. Oh. Right? Yeah. You would also have to water it and take care of it, and it wouldn't be an endless source because trees, leaves do fall. (laughs) Eleanor, that's so philosophical of you. Sometimes when I'm going on very little sleep, I'm like pretty much Buddha. Yeah, you're like such a sage right now. I can't handle it. Um, okay, now should we? Okay, we are about to so we kind of jump into our last segment. Eleanor, we never talked about radical honesty. Are we going to do it today or no? It depends on Cedro's openness to being radically honest with himself and others. <laughs> Okay. The same so, so should we be radically honest? Yeah, CJ, you decide. Should we be radically honest today? What? I mean, I don't know. Are you asking me a question or what is it? I'm just like, do I share a story? Like, I don't understand when reading that. You just question. say you say something that you need to get off your chest. I can go. My problem is with my chest in the sense that. <laughs> Did you like that transition? I've been rushing the transitions today. Yeah, that was uh, an amazing transition because I know exactly what you're going to say. You don't even know, Annie. It's a two part issue with my chest. Um, I find it very challenging to wear strapless dresses. And I don't think I'll ever develop that skill. <laughs> and beyond that, I didn't realize, being radically honest, I'm like a little concerned by how deep and seemingly permanent a farmer's tan I have and how <laughs> ridiculous that looks. It's time. <laughs> I don't know what to do about it. <laughs> that was so radically I'm honest. S- yeah, indeed. I can't like that at all. I, I don't even know what need to have to wear a strapless dress. Or- you need boobs, <laughs> CJ. You need boobs. <laughs> Eleanor has none. <laughs> Comparatively. Yeah. Comparatively. Yeah, it's fine. I got them. <laughs> but, okay. Again, we've talked about this before. Maybe not on the podcast, but at least in life. That if Annie and I were melded into one person, <laughs> we'd be this super person, <laughs> and it would all make sense. 
It all makes sense. Yeah. We... That's why God created sisters, right? So you can work off each other. So we could complete each other, Eleanor. <laughs> I'm glad you had to go British for that. I meet you. Okay, so CJ, do you have anything to be radically honest about today? Uh, I'm trying to think. I, how to be honest. Um, I, I, something I realized today, I don't know, this is not really being bad, to be honest. I, I washed my sheets earlier, like before we were talking, and I'm like super excited to see you going clean sheets. Oh, yeah. It's the best. It's the best feeling in the world. It is. Agreed. It's so good. Uh, I could share a crazy story. Do you want a crazy story? Do it. I don't know if I ever told you this. Do it? Okay. Because the question says, is an embarrassing story really anything? Um, so when I was like four years old, I burned down my aunt's house. <laughs> Wait, what? Are you an arsonist? Uh, for ten minutes, yes, I was. I thought I was a really cool magician, and I burned down her house. Naturally. Naturally. Um, so when I was like four years old. My sister showed me a cool magic trick where she took a like a credit card and a match and put the credit card over the match and I saw it not burn. I was like, that's so cool. How is this not catching on fire? Later on in the day, I saw I was at my aunt's house and I found one of her credit cards and I found a book of matches. And I was like, I'm gonna try to do this myself. I ended up burning my hand, like my finger, with a match naturally because I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And I threw the match on my cousin's bed, not really thinking. I was like, oh, shoot. And I went downstairs. I guess I was acting. According to my cousin, I was acting really weird. And like kind of holding my hand. She was like, whatever. She was like in high school at the time. Then she went up to her room and just screamed, my room's on fire. And that fire led to like their entire house like burning down. But how do wow. insurance claims work? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't asked that. But they're in a new house. I mean, they moved out a long time ago. But it's really funny. Like now, I'm like the most responsible like, in my cut, like in my age group, family wise. But whenever I hold like a lighter or matches in front of the family, like the family kind of like jokingly freaks out. Um, With good um, reason, it sounds like. But. Um, yeah, so that's that's an interesting story, funny story about me. I also have like an op- I broke my nose just with operation. I told Annie this story, but oh goodness, um, yeah. yeah. Okay, so my piece of radical honesty um, for today is that. I host a monthly good film hunting movie club here in Chicago, and I usually let people vote. And this time I was just like, "Mm, no, I'm going to choose. So we're watching Rogue One on Wednesday. Anyone in the Chicagoland area is welcome. And it was just my executive decision this time. So that's how that one, that cookie's crumbling. Um, And I feel kind of bad about it, but I also kind of don't. So it's fine. This is a... As an inveterate organizer of events for friends for fun, if you're doing the organizing, you make the choices. Yeah, it's Democracy true. Democracy only leads you so far. It's so true. Okay, so let's jump to the end of our podcast. Um, do we think kids today should watch this? Uh, why or why not? Who wants to start? Um, I 
guess why not? I mean, it's like classic Disney movie. Um, not sure if it's like going to be like one of those movies that everyone's like, you have to watch this compared to like, The Lion King. Mm. Uh, like, level of like hot 100 movies of all time. But that's yeah, always been like, a solid Disney thing for kids to watch. I'm not sure if it'll always be as popular, but. Yeah. So I would actually say that I think kids today should watch this movie. I was reminded of how sassy and awesome Jasmine is as like a character. Um, Cause she kind of like challenges the gender norms of, of a princess. She's like, no, like I don't want to get married. I want to marry for love. And, and I mean, I guess that's still like quite feminine of her maybe, but um, I think that she is like a really strong female character. So I would say yes, especially for young women. Okay. okay. I'm going to take it even further. And I'm going to say that people should watch the entire Aladdin trilogy. Oh, whoa. And you might have forgotten that it is, in fact, a trilogy. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, well, here's the reason, is because I think there's a lot to be gained between comparative works of art, and we can compare this trilogy to the original Star Wars trilogy. Because we have, in both instances, like a young boy being thrown into an adventure he never anticipated. Done. Ooh. Episode. Yeah. Then we have the return of Jafar, a.k.a. Empire Strikes Back. Right. Which is very much in keeping. And then we have, in the third and final part of the Aladdin trilogy, we have him coming face-to-face with his previously unknown father, who is a thief. And the king of thieves. So he's like a bad guy. So like, how do you negotiate your sense of identity? I think there's a lot to be said. Also, because the third Aladdin movie has this line that's like stuck with me forever. And it's like, there's like a little snippet in the middle that's supposed to be a fake commercial. And it's brought to you by sand. It's everywhere. Get used to it. And I just (laughs) still think it's funny for whatever reason. (laughs) Well, because that is super funny, Eleanor. I love it. Love it. Um, Okay, so to wrap up, we always ask ourselves and our guests if we could go anywhere in the world right now, where would we go and why? So, Cedro, if you want to start, choose a place. A place and why? I would want to go... I would want to go to North Korea. Whoa, why? Crazy as it seems, I would think fascinating to see how this culture is acting. Like, I've I've watched the video clips, I've watched, read articles, and seen pictures. It's a real experience firsthand, like, how a region controls, you know, how many people live Five million, two million, how are you able to, like, get these people to convince like a secluded hermit kingdom, right? Like, how is it still right. so enclosed? I think it would just be really cool, especially now with all the tension going on. Yes, it's a little scary to go there. The thoughts, I probably could never go there. But just the idea of, like, you just kind of see like, how life is. If there is, like, you know, all the pictures we see are all, like, not, like, poverty and just, like, kind of very monotone and 
almost no life at all. But I, I wonder if there's a side of like happiness, kids still really enjoying their lives, and um, even being in tough situations like they're in. I don't know. I think it's really cool. That's an interesting choice, but I I agree. I kind of have a um, a curiosity about it for sure. Um, okay, Eleanor. In this moment, I think I would go to a beach. In California. Yeah, I could do that. <laughs> but primarily to work on my farmer's stand. I think regardless, even if I just, like, burn my upper half and, like, expedite my risk of skin cancer, it just needs to be dealt with. Okay, so that's what I would do. Okay. Oh, wow. Um... And if I could go anywhere right now in the world, um, oh, this is so tough. I think I'd go to like Seattle. I was really feeling my coffee this morning and I could kind of use like, a, well, today was so sunny in Chicago and that was so great, but I could kind of use like a dreary kind of like, okay, day. So Seattle. Okay. Oh, I'm getting like really bad feedback, Eleanor. I'm not sure if that's from your microphone. But anyway, dear listeners, it has been so fun. So thank you for listening to another episode of Good Film Hunting. And find us on Facebook and Instagram, um, on Twitter, and let us know what you think. We love getting feedback, and we look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Bye.